Hey, before we begin, I want to let you know about a new show from Curious Cast that I think you might be into. It's called Russia Rising. Putin's Russia has been accused of using internet trolls, hackers, and even assassins to influence the West. This new investigative podcast hopes to unravel the giant mystery that is Russia with the help of those who know her best. Russian trolls, hackers, Putin supporters, and even a former KGB spy. Join Global News Europe Bureau Chief Jeff Semple on a journey to find out how Russia has gone from tenuous ally to a potential global threat. Listen to Russia Rising for free at CuriousCast.ca or wherever you're enjoying This Is Why. Bob is from Wolfville, Nova Scotia. It's a town of a little over 4,100 people. He was inspired to write a song about his hometown. And this is the story of why. town in the, uh, it's 60 miles uh, west of Halifax, and it's a beautiful, uh, small uh, Nova Scotia town that was basically noted for its apples for years and years and years. Now it's a very cosmopolitan in place with uh, vineyards all over the place and uh, Montreal-style restaurants and so on. It's the home of uh, Acadia University, a beautiful, beautiful uh, university, lovely campus. But growing up in town, it was just a wonderful, wonderful place uh, to be. And uh, I had a really, really happy home life. We had a beautiful home almost in the center of town. And uh, I just came to love the place. And uh, there's an expression, you know, the something about the Maritimes never leaves the boy. And so all my life, uh, my working life, every time I've had a chance to go back to Wolfville, I go back. My name is Bob Jadis. Uh, born in uh, the Annapolis Valley town of Wolfville in Nova Scotia. And one summer evening, uh, I just walked up Gasparo Avenue to our house, and uh, something happened, and I, I just almost heard my dad singing again, and then I went down to the main street, and there was the sidewalk bench, and uh, it was almost like he was sitting next to me, and... Uh, I wrote the words to the song on the back of a napkin. And the lyrics that you wrote on that napkin, they're so, so beautiful and so vivid of what it was like or must have been like growing up in the small town that is Wolfville. Yeah, it's, uh, it's people that have heard the song have said that it, it can apply to any small town in Canada or anywhere in North America. Uh, the sounds was there was a beautiful old post office 
sandstone and they uh, they had to take it down I think in the 70s or whatever but uh, it had a, a chime that used to, to strike on the hour and uh, then there was the uh, the freight train uh, that used to roll through the town and you could actually feel the ground uh, shaking when this uh, when this train came through and the train was the lifeline uh, I'm going back the story goes back to the 40s and 50s and uh, there weren't a lot of transport trucks or anything like that. So the train was uh, really the lifeline of, of the community. And uh, we used to go down in the fall to see the students from Acadia University arriving on the train. And they'd load their trunks and suitcases into a horse and wagon and uh, take them up Hillcrest Avenue to, uh, to Acadia, to the residence. So the place has a lot of good memories for me. It was a happy place to grow up for a kid. And a happy place to reminisce upon now that you're an older man. And you wrote the song, which I suppose would be now a good time to introduce Linda. Hi, I'm Linda Kidder. I'm a new friend of Bob's. I recorded the song for Bob that he heard in his head for all these years. And somehow I heard it too. Let's not talk about it Born and raised in Vancouver, come from a musical family, and am a professional musician for many years. How did you connect with Linda? Well, uh, what, what happened was, if, if I can just start with you, your, your program on uh, Albert Johnson got me thinking about my hometown I should revive the song. So uh, my wife and I take her mother to a spiritual center every Sunday. And about, I don't know, three weeks ago, uh, we went uh, to a service. And who should be there but Linda uh, singing uh, a piece called God Willing. Uh, She composed it herself. And in my mind, ever since I wrote the piece, I've been looking for the Nashville sound. I knew I couldn't meet Dolly Parton, but uh, I wanted that folksy uh, song or voice, and there it was. It may take my heart some time to mend, but I know my world ain't gonna end. I may be So after the service, I approached Linda and I said, look, I've got this song and I really would love somebody to sing it or do it for me. And I had no idea how famous this woman was. I mean, it was <laughs> total. <laughs> I just approached her and she said yes. And then about a week and a half later, somebody said, you should look up her uh, her bio. And, uh, and then I met her mother, who's in the BC uh, Music Hall of Fame, very famous woman, organist at Orpheum Theatre and so on. And so Linda and I got to become friends, and uh, that's exactly how it happened. So thank you, Nikki. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad that I was a part of this. I didn't even realize. (laughs) Linda, what was it like for you when when Bob first approached you? What were you thinking when he said, look, I have this song that I'd love you to sing? 
The first thing he asked me was if I could send him a recording of the song that I that he that I had played that day, and then he let he got in touch with me and said, "I love the recording so much. This is how I want my song to sound. Will you record it?" And I said, "Sure." So he came over to my house and he sat there and went da 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 did the whole song like that. And then I, but you know, you can hear the chords. Everybody can hear the chord changes. When I came over to her place, she said, Bring your instrument over. I'm terribly dyslexic. I don't read music. And I just had a, a leather pad and sang it. And she picked it up just like that. I, we couldn't believe it. And she said, is this, is this what you want? You know, and it was. She's just absolutely ast- astonishing, really, quite remarkable. And so I played it for him on guitar, and he said, yep, that's it. So then I proceeded to record it. And I said, oh, it'll only take me a few hours. It won't be long. And then the more I got into the song, the more I wanted to put down with the words, the gospel singers. And there's tracks and tracks and tracks of singing. I had a heck of a good time doing it. (laughs) And, yeah, I was just, I was so honored. Just no one's ever asked me to record their song before, like, I write with other people, and I do demos of the things that we write, but no one's ever approached me, especially like no one I ever met before has approached me to do a song. So You have such a history of, of performing music, but what was it like telling someone else's story? It was easy because the words, like you say, are vivid. The tune is really memorable. It, it's an easy song. I just really came to love it as I was doing it, and it was just a joy simply joyful. Can you tell me more about that process? So, you know, here's Bob and he's tapping along yeah. and you're just hearing these chords in your head. Yeah. And it's obviously exactly what Bob was thinking. Yeah. But how does that music come to you just to hear those chords? I'm not musically inclined at all, as anyone who's done karaoke with me will also tell you. <laughs> so how is it that you just hear the sound in your head? Um, you know, it's something that I was born with. I came to this earth knowing stuff, you know, through my parents' talent probably and their parents' talent too. So I could always hear chord changes. I could always sing. Like we would go on long car trips. My family, my dad was a singer, beautiful. And my sister also, beautiful voice. So we would sing in the car on these long trips. But I could hear the harmonies. I could always sing. I could always hear the harmonies. And I just knew how to do that. With one enormous chair, oh, wouldn't it be lovely, lovely, darling? You know, and we'd do harmonies. <laughs> That's one song that we used to do. Coming up later in this episode, Linda and Bob perform the song he wrote, Memories of Wolfville. You're listening to This Is Why, a national radio show and podcast from Global News. Download and subscribe online now. I suppose, without further ado, I would love to hear you perform Bob's song. Bob, are we going to hear you tapping along as well? Sure. (laughs) Oh, good. Yeah, I can use some drums. Give myself a long, nice long intro. I was standing on the sidewalk in the town where I was born, looking at the house that used to be my home. Where I could hear my father singing God 
see when those childhood memories all came back to me and once again i heard the chime of the old post office clock felt the rumble of the way freight thundering through to do the song together it, it's great you know the the harmony the whole thing mm. it's just uh, the thing is how do you remember the song so quickly and there is there's chord structures in music and this is basically what they call one four five mm-hmm. and and it's it's very very predictable the chords if you're a musician somebody said you know the key is c one four five and there's a seventh thrown in they know exactly what to do as Linda said, this piece sticks to your sticks to your lungs or your ribs, <laughs> and it's the words are easy. They're simple. The tune is simple, and I have a granddaughter, six years old, and she's memorized the whole thing, and she just sings it twenty four hours a day now. You know, little Sierra, she just sings it in her bedroom and going to school, and so it is a highly predictable song, but it's very simple. Well, and as you said, it's relatable. It's a song it's, that yeah. anyone who's grown up in a small town 
uh, and has seen the changes that occur in a small town can relate to. You know what? Even if it's a larger city, still, I mean, you can have grown up in in downtown Toronto, and if you drive past that old street that you used to live on, and suddenly, you know, there's new condos that have gone up and a new shopping center, and it feels like a foreign place. I think, you know, that really is a sentiment that so many people can relate to when they see the changes that occur from those sweet childhood memories that they loved so dearly to what exists in the world around them now. Yeah, you know, nothing nothing in a city or a small town really stays the same. It either changes or dies. Mm. And uh yeah, and and uh, to go back as as a kid to relive these these memories, you know. And in in the song where there there's the the bench is still on the main street, not the same bench, but there is a bench there in front of the post office. And when I went home a couple of years ago, I sat there. But the the day I sat there to write the thing, a, a preacher or a minister from Acadia University, it was a it's a Baptist or was a Baptist university back then, you know, and then he got telling me all about the changes in the town, and I thought, yeah, you know, nothing nothing stays the same. But fortunately for Woolfield. The changes have been abs- – it's a cosmopolitan. It's one of the top tourist towns in North America right now. And the whole main street, which used to be barber shops and harness stores and hardware stores, are now wine wine tasting places and so on, you know. And there's bus tours to the Gaspro Valley, to these beautiful vineyards. So, yeah, I can't wait to go back. It's interesting to hear you say that because for so many people, I think when they look back on the memories of what was in the place they grew up in, they almost look back with a sense of sadness at that loss that they used to know so well. But for you, you seem so proud of the town that you grew up in, that it's evolved into what it has today. Yeah, it's well, you know, the thing is that uh, I have so many happy memories and uh I, I was going to say I have lots and lots of friends left in Wolfville, but, uh, you know, I was born in 1938, so there, every year there's uh, fewer and fewer. And uh, I used to go home, and uh, we'd had 20 of us would go to the Anvil Tavern just to have a hoot in an afternoon. Uh, last year when I went back, there was uh, seven of us left, you know. So I just cherish <laughs> every every trip down east, you know, and... Uh, Anyway. Thank you guys so much for coming in, and uh, I'm so glad that, that you shared your story here today. And it was it was really lovely. So thank you both so much. Thank it's a pleasure. You so much. Yeah, thank you. This was fun. To hear Bob's song again or more of Linda's music, check out her SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com backslash l k i d d e r. Bob is a musician and an artist too. His website is robertjadisfineart.ca. This is Why is produced by John O'Dowd and me, Nikki Reitmeyer. It's a national radio show and a podcast. You can download, subscribe, or listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. Give us a rating as well as a review. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.